0: And welcome to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast with Kimberly Fujitaki and myself, Thea Bichelle. And Kimberly just entered the live studio and now we're connected. So today we're going to discuss
1: props, part two. Part two. There's always so much to talk about with props, you know. And I think that that's kind of the, the beauty of props is that there's a lot to discuss. Today we're going to talk about Expression of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just moments ago, we were having such a political conversation, Kim. Right.
1: And yeah. Now we're, yeah, now we're shifting
0: focus. Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, we were talking about the the complexity and the multi layered aspects of being human. And I think that applies to props too, because there's different reasons why we use props. And last week we talked about the why and the how and the stigma attached to props. Mm -hmm. But today let's talk about the alignment, the exploration and the refinement props have offer. So Kimberly with you and your idea of alignment, what, what do props offer?
1: I think props offer a, a lot of support. I think that the the ability to use props in a way that gives you a more accessible way for you to feel or connect to a certain position or you know, a held position too, like in restorative yoga, mm-hmm. um, that maybe if you were just doing the pose without any of those props, you would, could only be in that position for maybe a short period of time. But with the use of props, you'd be able to do it you know, for a longer period of time. Like for example, for me, um, I find that if I'm doing arm balances and I have blocks underneath my hands, it's much easier for me to be accessing the proportion of my body to the position of my arms to help me to be in uh, arm balance for a longer period of time. (laughs) Um, Same thing with using like props. Um, Like I like to use props against the wall for, for me. Like doing uh, a half moon position with a block underneath my hand and leaning against the wall that could help me to to feel that position in a different way than I would if I have to use just the the support of, you know, my hand on the floor and my foot on the floor. I can actually use the wall to help to open up my chest Um, (laughs) so that that changes the the visual of expression of the prop and the alignment of the prop um, of the position um, when I can use you know, those props that help to support me or my students.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about when you were speaking, um, about Tolasana scales pose, mm-hmm. like my arms are short. I have the core strength to lift myself up, but if I just press into my hands, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm never much off the floor. I'm, I can't get off
0: the floor at all. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to, uh, kind of, uh, Round into a little bit of a ball, and then I yeah. can't lift because I'm basically in so much flexion, yeah. That have I
1: to tuck too much, to yeah. I have to up. tuck too
0: much that I can't lift up. Um, but if I put, I particularly like you to use uh wooden blocks for mm-hmm. tolasana. yeah. Um, just putting them mm-hmm. on the lowest setting, I can lift myself up three four inches off the ground, right. um, but. Without the blocks, there is no lift. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and that's really like a, an interesting thing too. Um, we practice that tolasana in with children and children's yoga too, because you know, kids, their body parts are growing in a very different, you know, different way in different periods of, of their life. So, you know, from one class to another you could have a growth spurt, you could your body could be way different than it is, you know, just a week before. And so being able to use the props to help them or even to feel like you can get a little bit more lift out of your body, like you can see a different expression in their in their faces and and how they feel. Um, just kind of like getting off the floor and like flying like that for a little bit. So I think that that's really a cool way for us to <clears throat> to practice something and have that stability. Mm-hmm. And
0: going back to Ardha on Half Moon, um, the shape of my uh, femoral head and how it connects – to my acetabulum, and the space between the two, for years and years and years, every time I did half moon, I would just wind up with horrible um, nerve pain. Um, And people would say, engage your core more, engage your core more. I'm like, I don't know how much more I can engage my core in this position, because I'm holding myself up. But I'm experiencing so much pain in my hip. Mm-hmm. And so for that pose to be accessible to me, I have to use a block and I have to go into it in a very specific way, because if I go in into it with the way it's cued normally, I will wind up with the pinching of my nerves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really unpleasant.
1: Uncomfortable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that person who gave you that block, you know, to so that you could try mm-hmm. that position and, you know, I, I think that even, you know, just trying the position of Ardha you can use it in a different way too without just leaning against the wall. You can place your foot on the wall. You could use, mm-hmm. you know, like there's so many things that that the visual alignment can be changed by the use of these these props. Even you can use a chair or a couch or something like that. Like it helps you to, to see things and feel things maybe in a different way than you had before. You know, before mm-hmm. it was probably like, I don't even want to do this pose. Like it's putting me in pain and you shouldn't do it but if yeah. you could get into it to a point where it's something, it's the same thing like with, with your cervical spine, Thea, you know, mm-hmm. that we talked about this before, you know, how you don't invert without the use of a special prop to do it because you want to keep the integrity of your neck, you know, mm-hmm. those are important things that props can help with the alignment of the body and also give you, you know, opportunity to, to create those shapes if you want to, you know, um, with more safety and ease. Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of times people really get so attached to touching the ground, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and touching the ground's great if, you know, if you're able to balance between effort and ease, stura and sukha, right? Dura asanam, sukha asanam, um, as it's spoken about in the uh, Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, um, Patanjali, excuse me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you can't breathe, then you can't really do it, right? If, yeah. if you're in so much pain and discomfort, then you're not finding that balance between the two places.
1: And it's unnecessary, you know? Like, one pose doesn't make you a yogi, like, no matter what the pose is. Like, you know, it just needs, there needs to be some way for us to, to create accessibility within these alignments that, you know, that were created for not all bodies, you know? Yeah, these poses, a lot of this ancient... You know, practice was not created for women, was not created for, you know, children, was not created for people who didn't have a specific body type, too. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind when we're practicing, also, that, you know, these things aren't just like one size fits all. It's not that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a. What? I was going to say that there's a a good amount of these poses that are recent in recent history as well. So they're not even ancient in origin. It's just, you know, no one was flipping their dog in like the second century, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep.
1: um,
0: it doesn't mean we can't bring that awareness to our practice in swati- Swadhyaya or Swadhyaya and self-study with doing these modern shapes. Mm-hmm. That's where the yoga comes in. But in the beginning, you know, um, Asana just meant to sit or abide, didn't mean to do fancy things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a frog living in my throat right now.
1: <laughs> well, with all the smoke in Southern California, <laughs> I think all of us have frogs <laughs> in our throats too. Yes. Yeah, pretty. Pretty
0: Permanently dry. for right now. Yeah. And, you know, going to uh, alignment, Kimberly and I aren't speaking to visual alignment or speaking mm-hmm. about personal anatomical aligning the pose to what makes it accessible and working for you. Mm-hmm. And going with exploration of using props, um, I like to use blocks a lot when I'm teaching um, to teach core engagement. So mm-hmm. people squeezing blocks between their legs in um, like a boat pose uh, mm-hmm. or in a plank, or, uh, you know, being in down dog with a block underneath one hand, that increases core engagement. Mm-hmm. So you know, <clears throat> there's the ability to to hold space like Kimberly was talking about when in certain shapes, like holding those shapes without props in restorative yoga would not be restorative <laughs> mm-hmm. or fun. Um, but you can also use props to up the challenge.
1: Yeah, definitely that's what it is it's like when we talked about it in the last podcast you know it's not props don't just make yoga easier right it can it can vary the degree of what's happening in your yoga practice you know and um some of the exploration that we do in kids yoga is like you know standing on blocks you know to to create a, a different perspective of balance again you know when your body is changing all the time when you're younger um your balance is different every day. And so, you know, getting a little taller by standing on a block may feel different or, you know, pressing into the floor that in, into a block that's foam is different than, you know, your foot on a hard surface, like a wood block or, um, you know, the the floor. So we use those types of, of explorations and just seeing like, is this easier for me? Is it harder? And, and it's okay either way. It's not that we're trying to achieve, you know, the hardest, most difficult thing, but it's the awareness about how it feels and why, you know, we would want to be testing our balance. And so children at a very young age can use blocks like and walk on them as as a way of testing their balance, as a way of, of noticing where, you know, their weight shifts and how when they place their foot in the center of the block, it's different and more steady than if they place their weight in the front or the back of the block or the side, right? So mm-hmm. those are interesting ways that we explore balance for children using, you know, blocks in a not the most conventional way like a, like we would, you know, in adult yoga, but in a different way to help them to kind of have like an obstacle course of, of different ways of, of testing their balance.
0: And I've used blocks with adults in – um in exploring chaturanga. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, setting blocks to different heights, lowering down, having the blocks right um, about the chest, you know, basically mm-hmm. where the, the clavicles are, the clavicle bone is on either side of the chest so that they lower down so that they can feel um, or placing block under the pelvis as well. Because a lot of times people, when they're going down into chaturanga will drop their pelvis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of like these, this three point to connect and see, yeah. you know, especially if people are complaining of shoulder issues or like just lower back issues. And then because sometimes people really want to do a pose, even though that pose may not be particularly great for their body. Mm-hmm. And so I find like using a prop in that situation can help a person bring the awareness without, um, bringing the, uh complication and then once they build up the strength if it feels like something their body can do then they can get rid of the props but until they're there it gives a guideline and um, guidance
1: and also gives like the sensation of what what the position may feel like you know Mm -hmm. and um, I find that using the wall when you're trying to practice handstands you know or doing an l-shaped handstand at the wall um Gives you like the feeling and sensation of going upside down and trying it before you're like, just trying to kick up in the middle of the room. Like there's a lot of, you know, like differences in that sensation and how you start to like understand what it feels like to be upside down Mm -hmm. or to do positions, you know, like props help you to be more, to give you a little sense of what that might feel like, especially if you have no, um, No experience of doing that whatsoever right so Mm -hmm. I had a family yoga workshop one time and you know there was a parent in the class and we were all doing these different movements and then I said okay so we had worked on the body to do an l-shaped position at the wall and and a mom did it and like she came down and she's just like her face was so happy and she's like I've been doing yoga for forever and I never even considered or imagined that I could you know could try that and then I could do it, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. some of that is just like the, the mental part of it, like just being afraid, which is okay. You know, like we want to preserve our body and make sure that we're safe. But sometimes when we use a prop or use something that helps us or takes us into the position, we don't have as much time to think about like how scary it might be. And we just do it and we maybe like surprise ourselves. That's not Mm -hmm. everybody's experience, but like, that joy that I remember in her face and with her children, like that her children saw her do that too. It was like really cool, you know, and, and, um, she felt really happy and accomplished by that also. And so, you know, it's, it's not even taking both feet off the wall. It may be just pushing one foot into the wall and feeling that other foot lift a tiny bit, you know, like there's mm-hmm. so many ways for us to explore positions <laughs> instead of just like going into the full thing right away, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just so many different ways to, to try things. Like if I sometimes balance is hard for adults too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, what I'll do is standing balances tend to to be difficult for a lot of people. And what I might do sometime if I have a bunch of people who are new or I know that they have balance issues is I will start the balancing practice on the floor. Oh. And sometimes um, I should rephrase that supine. Oh. <laughs> So they're lying on their back. Right. Um, and so, you know, let's say like a big toe hold or tree pose, and I might have the person them, if there's enough wall space, people lying on their back with their foot into the wall and trying a tree pose or trying, um, you know, a big toe hold pose. Mm -hmm. And I won't tell them that we're building up to it when we're standing, but by the time we do get up to standing, since it becomes known, the body knows and it becomes a little less intimidating, and people are able to hold their poses longer.
1: Hey, right. yeah. Um,
0: exactly. So there's there's different ways we can explore too.
1: It's giving our brain a different way of of going towards something that might be familiar already. That we have like a blockage potentially with it. Mm-hmm. Like every time, like for instance, maybe you fall over every time you do tree pose, you know. But then you do the tree pose lying down, and you do the tree pose standing next to the wall, and then you finally do the tree pose. Stand in the middle of the room and it's different because your body is different. You know, after you've taken Mm -hmm. those different steps, that exploration helps to build more, you know, trust and and knowingness in your body. And so then therefore it becomes easier, you know, (laughs) potentially. And so everybody's balance is also different on a daily basis Mm -hmm. that people don't hear that enough and don't understand that enough because like some days, Like I literally have fallen over in Warrior Two. Both of my feet are on the floor. I'm like, how does this happen? You know, but it's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) for whatever reason, that day I'm feeling like extra clumsy or whatever. Like there are some points in time your body is just going to be having challenge or difficulty. And props can help you, you know? Like Mm -hmm. You can be like, okay, well, I don't want to do a tree pose standing up today, but I'm gonna maybe I'm going to try using the wall to help support me or I'm just going to lay it on the ground, you know, and try it that way. Mm-hmm. Those are great ways for you to practice. If you're in another class where they're not building it in that way, but that's something that you need, you can give it to yourself.
0: Yeah. And building up to refinement. Like I find that a lot of times – humans in general, including myself, including Kimberly, have a tendency to want to do express in the quickest way possible. Mm -hmm. They want to do it the easiest way. They want to do it the laziest way. And it's not that necessarily we think about this. It's just how our subconscious mind works. Right. You know, um, you're reaching for something, you're going to try to find the most efficient way to reach for it. Not necessarily the most engaged way, not the way that supports reaching for that object, right? Just like, how do I get that object? I'm gonna reach for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing, I mean, that's why there's like back braces for people who lift heavy things, right? <laughs> and and messages to lift with your legs because our body is just like, oh, I can bend over and pick this up, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, just because we can with our body doesn't mean that the, that works for our particular body. So working towards refinement, as we move through our practice, we find these places where we don't find the balance between effort and ease, we just go where it's easy. Mm -hmm. And um, through exploring with props, we can find how to engage even in the simplest um, of positions that maybe we've become kind of uh, lazy in, right? Mm -hmm. Because like warrior two can be really easy, but it can be really hard. Like Kimberly was saying, like some days you fall out um, and some days you might find yourself, your sacral area, feeling a little uncomfortable because maybe you're going too far. Maybe you're not going into your what your personal alignment means. Or maybe you're just dumping into your joints instead of having engagement. So what one can do is one can use blocks under their feet. Um, because if you're pushing into a squishy, soft foam block, that's going to require you to refine your pose in order to create that engagement. hmm
1: yeah, and refining, you know, refining in restorative or yin could mean that you, you know, it's, it's for restorative for me, you know, just finding that right combination of props where I can just be even more relaxed. It's really mm-hmm. wonderful, you know, or in yin, like when I'm in a, in a pose and I, you know, am trying to release and it can be really challenging, you know, like hip opener for me sometimes to be... Not really like I can over overcompensate. My hips are very open. So it you know, like having enough support where I'm not over stretching, you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of people in yoga too, like we have the problem of of over We have yeah. the problem of over you know, doing it to our body where you can do these huge movements, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you, you know, (laughs) that you are benefiting from that your body can be so can be really, you know, hurt by those types of things. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, just having the props supporting you in a way that you really feel like you can have, especially in yin, you have that, like, relaxation moment, but it still feels like it's not over-stretching you. Um, Yeah. It's really, I think, a wonderful refinement that I've found over time helps me um, just feel better in my own body, you know?
0: And by just playing with props as a teacher with your body, um, and playing with props, offering them to your students, you also build, you also refine your teaching skills, and you're able to offer people options when you see people struggling or uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And, and knowing like that, that the refinement might be building the, you know, the props really like elaborate, and then slowly after time, taking certain things off or adding certain things like that's the thing about refining your prop usage is that People have to really self-study when they're using props. You have to go inward and ask yourself, like, how does this feel? How mm-hmm. how does this make me feel? You know, like, can I relax a little bit more? Is that relaxation response? Some of the time for me personally, like my relaxation response is to overstretch. So I have to reconfigure what that is in my own body Mm -hmm. ah, that's too much you know and it's hard to know because sometimes I'm like okay well this feels really good but then as soon as you know it's a long period of time especially in yin like then when I come out I'm like oh I don't know if that was you know like Mm -hmm. I have to make those different you know choices and also in looking at my students too like reading their body language and facial expressions and seeing and asking questions and being curious about like maybe this would be something that we can try together and see if that helps you uh, release any kind of tension or uh, create more space in your body like those are great and appropriate questions to be asking your students and yourself as you practice. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. Oh, so last week we talked about expressibility. This week we were talking about expression. And next week we're going to talk about comfort. Comfort.
1: All the comfy, comfy.
0: About getting all cozy. (laughs) Cozy, cozy.
1: You know, Thea, when we went on retreat, uh, her her compliment, her husband was like, you know, Kimberly, you really made like a a fortress there in your, you know, in your – restorative yoga and like that's what I really like I like like and I and I do that with the kids that I work with too if we're doing like really restorative uh, like we do some restorative forts at the end of yoga sometimes you know where they can relax in shavasana and just like have all these comfy things like that to me is like relaxation so we're going to talk about that next week yeah
0: And it will be a good time. I also like building yoga forts. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we have enough fort building as adults.
1: (laughs) We need more forts, everybody. We need more forts
0: to help our mental health. Uh, (laughs) So thank you so much for joining
1: us. Thank you for joining us. And if you have more questions about props, you can always find us on our social media at, uh, don't Suffer Like Us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always catch up on our podcasts uh, with at don'tsufferlikeus.com or anywhere that you find or listen to podcasts.
0: That's right. So we'll see you next week and join us for the comfort coziness of using props. Bye. Bye.